ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the February 28th, 2017 edition of Season 4 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report normally comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., but obviously tonight is Tuesday night, so for now, it is Tuesday night with the encore presentation on Sunday night at 7 p.m., right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is YLS Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, hard at work as we hit the final season. Over the next couple of weeks, they will be preparing all of the championship trophies. But fear not, if you have anything that they need to do, They'll do it for you, and they'll do it with a smile. Give them a call, 718-769-4111, for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst. Most of all, like you, I am a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our episodes going all the way back to the first season, and you'll be able to write your own comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice, though. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Like I said... This is a Tuesday night show. Once we hit the playoff times, this is our norm. Tuesday night will be our regular episode, Sunday being the encore episode. Please keep that in mind as we go over the next coming weeks. As I also said, today's date is February 28th, and in a few hours, it will be March. Yes, folks, we are ready for the most wonderful time of the year, March Madness. Over the next two weeks, the first two weeks of March, we will get a fever pitch in all leagues, and we've already reached that in some leagues. When we get through JV basketball, you'll see exactly how crazy it has become. Two thunderous comebacks over the last week in JV basketball. Several of the other leagues also getting some really great games, which I cannot wait to tell you about. We'll get to those over the course of the show. We'll also get to previewing this week's Saracek tournament. Can't wait for that. That'll be this coming uh, that'll be this coming Thursday, Friday, Mote Shabbos, and Sunday and Monday. Can't wait to give you a little preview of what will happen in YU over those days. We're going to do something a little bit different than usual on today's show. Generally on our show, we segmented out basketball, uh, boys basketball, girls basketball, uh, hockey, and we keep within that segment, and that's how we generally do our show. But today we're going to do it differently. Going to start off with boys basketball. Going to go to girls basketball. Going to go to boys hockey. And then we're going to come back to boys basketball for the Saracek tournament preview. I want to start off with boys basketball because of the amazing action that happened. Going to start off actually in JV, where as I said before, only a moments ago, two thunderous games. Uh... 
tongue-in-cheek there, as you will see as we go along. And to start off uh, just by recapping what happened uh, in the regular season where these teams ended up, uh, just to give you a little bit of a, of a recap. In the East, we had the uh, top two teams getting a bye, Mag and David and Hafter, DRS, Hank, YDE, North Shore finishing 3-6. through six. Out in the West, TABC and Frisch getting the buys, MTA, SAR, JEC, and Heschel taking three through six. Playoff bracket would look like this. You'd have East 3, DRS hosting East 6, YDE. East 4, Hank hosting East 5, North Shore out West. West 3, MTA hosting West 6, Heschel. And West 4, SAR hosting West 5, JEC. Going to take you to the first game that happened over the last few weeks, and that would be Hank and North Shore. Over the course of the regular season, these two teams faced. The result of that game, a 51-34 Hank victory over North Shore. The two teams finishing very close in the standings. Hank at 7-3, and three, North Shore at 6-4. and four. So that one game, although among many others, you can say uh, being the difference, but that one game, flipping the tide, giving Hank the home court and advantage with the uh, with the fourth seed North Shore coming in as the five seed game would go back and forth not decided until the very last minute an Orbitesh three lifting Hank over the stars to give Hank the 60 to 55 victory so Hank, the East 4 seed, picking up the win, not sure who they're going to face. They could either face Frisch, they could either face TABC. That would come down to what would happen in the DRS-YDE game. Before we get to that, though, do want to push ourselves out West because of a very interesting game that happened, the West 4-West 5 game between SAR and JEC. These two teams finishing relatively close to each other in the standings. Also, SAR at 6-4, and four, JEC at 5-5. Five and five. Ironic game for those who follow these two teams and their regular season matchup. The two teams faced in early January where JEC jumped out to a 15-point lead only to see SAR climb back in the third, erase the deficit, and win by two. Eerily, the same thing would happen the very next week at the tournament that they would play in, I believe it was up in Canada. So, very ironic to see that happen, you know, one after the other. But then coming to this game, a little reversal of fortune. SAR breaking the game open early, Bill Building a 28-13 lead midway through the second quarter. Nat Waxman draining three threes in the early goings to help SAR build that lead. But JEC would not stay down. JEC chipped away over the next four minutes to bring it to a six-point hole at the half. SAR lead would stretch back to double digits early in the third and again with 4.30 left in the third. But JEC would then go on an 18-8 run over the next eight minutes to pull even on a Moshe Heller and one. And with 4.23 left, the score was tied at 48. A minute later, Yara Kimmel down two of his team-high 20 points to give JEC its first lead of the game. SAR would tie the game up at 51 before Jake Goldberg would drain a three to give JEC a lead it would never give back. SAR would get no further than a one-point deficit the rest of the way. Goldberg would send a Hail Mary pass to Heller over the top of the SAR defense, and it would result in JEC taking a 56-53 lead. Free throws would 
would take JEC the rest of the way home, giving the Thunder the 58-55 final. Just like that, the two-time defending finalist, SAR Sting, eliminated from the JV basketball playoffs. So one upset already in the works. A 4-5 game. Can you consider that an upset? That's, that's really up for debate. Who they would play would also be determined by a game that's actually being played right now. MTA at Heschel. If MTA wins that game, MTA will travel to Hafter, while JEC will travel to Mag and David. If Heschel pulls out that game, Heschel will travel to Mag and David, while JEC heads to Hafter. But as we alluded to already in our preview to this show, two thunderous comebacks. Where else would that come from? It would not bode well for our friends in DRS. DRS, the East 3rd seed, taking on the East 6th seed, YDE. YDE, fragile coming into DRS in the regular season, needing as many wins as they could pick up, only having three wins at that point, needing to win three of their last four games to make the playoffs. That first game would be a 60-58 win over DRS in YDE. This game, 3C DRS, game would be in DRS. DRS scoring the first nine points of the game with YDE taking until the 249 mark of the first quarter to get their first points on the board. YDE would keep pace the rest of the quarter, only down four heading into the second. The second, though, would be all DRS, jumping out to a 20-7 lead as part of a 15-5 second quarter that saw the Wildcats walk out of the half up 14. DRS would continue to push their lead higher and higher, and with a minute 40 left in the third, the Wildcats had amassed a 36-17 lead, a 19-point deficit for the Thunder, the team who had made their late charges had just said, uh, beating DRS a few weeks ago, now having to erase a deficit that is higher, or was higher, than as many points they had scored to that point. The Thunder would attempt a mini-comeback, scoring seven straight, with five coming from Jaime Sassoon, but a Jonathan Wanger shot at the third-quarter buzzer seemed to have switched momentum back to DRS, and the Wildcats were back up by 14 to start the fourth quarter. The Thunder, however, would not be denied, opening up on an 11-3 run in the first four minutes of the final quarter, and it was, at that point, a six-point game. Back and forth play would put the score at 45 to 41 until Joey Mishani free throws and a Mishani drive down the lane with 113 to go would tie the game up at 45 apiece. AJ Bennett would drain a 10 footer and the Wildcats would again hold a slim two point lead 47 to 45, but it would be Mishani again tying up the game with 40 seconds left on the clock. DRS would inbound the ball, but Isaac Alfax would strip the ball and get fouled, sending him to the line. He would hit one but the Thunder would get the rebound, and Mashani would hit another free throw to take a 49-47 lead. A referee huddle at the scorer's table revealed a discrepancy with the scorebooks, and the YDE score was actually rolled back to 48-47. With 15 seconds and the ball, DRS would turn the ball over to the Thunder. Sassoon would be fouled. He would hit the first but miss the second. And DRS would have one last chance to tie. Gabriel Khan drove the lane, drew the foul, and drained the shot, and DRS appeared to have tied the game up with Khan going to the line to win it. But the referees determined that it was a foul on the ground, and so the points were wiped off the board. Khan would still go to the line, but miss the one and one. YDE was sent to the line with four seconds left. Mishani would miss both. DRS would get the rebound, an outlet to half court for a heave that would not find the 
the net as the YDE Thunder thundered back for the 49-47 victory, knocking off the three-seed DRS. So now that we know that DRS has been eliminated, we know who the two matchups for the two Eastern teams will be. We know that Hank, the four-seed, will travel to Frisch, the Western two-seed. Another Hank-Frisch matchup, as you'll see when we get to JV hockey. So the two JV schools really getting to know each other. The two schools will meet up in this round for the second year in a row. Last year, Frisch taking the 55-47 victory over Hank en route to their championship season. And the upstart YDE Thunder traveling to the TABC Storm, the Western Division champions. Those games will probably happen sometime this coming week with Purim coming up over the next uh, two weeks. And so you can imagine that these will happen because the semifinals will probably have to happen before that day. So stay tuned over the next week. You'll see these YDE TABC not facing this season. Frisch Hank not facing this season. Uh, you will, however, uh, find out next week who the other two games uh, will feature. As as we said, the uh, two Eastern games have not been determined because right now MTA and Heschel, and Heschel are doing battle. Again, if MTA wins, MTA will travel to Hafter, while JEC will face Mag and David. If Heschel were to win, JEC will travel to Hafter, while Heschel will take on Mag and David. Before we leave, let's just give people a rundown of the actual brackets so people know where these games lie. West 1 TABC hosting E6 YDE. The winner will face the winner of the Hafter game, whereas the winner of the Mag and David game will play the winner of the Frisch Hank game. Again, we hope to get that information to you next week right here on The Court Report. Moving over to varsity basketball now, where it had some uh, comeback intrigue of its own. That happening in the East 4, East 5 game, Rombaum hosting Hank. Two teams met up in the regular season very early on, Hank taking the three-point overtime win. So you had a feeling the game might have been close from the outset. Well, if you were tuning in uh, midway through the second half, you would have been sorely disappointed. Hank opening up a 14-point lead. Uh, game seemed to be over at that point. Rombaum, though, other ideas with away at the score, bringing it all the way down to one. And then Daniel Petrakovsky taking it down the court, laying it in with seven seconds left. Rambam taking a one-point lead, 43-42, which would be the final. Petrakovsky and Noah Aaron would lead Rambam with 13 apiece in the Ravens' comeback victory. So Rambam would have to wait until last night to see who they would play in the second round. And that would come down to the Flatbush-Hafter game, the East 3-East 6 game between the two teams. Flatbush sweeping the season series, and they would take this one as well, behind 36 from Kevin Haddad. Final score, Flatbush 66, Hafter 52. So this would set up the uh, the following for the second round. East 3, Flatbush traveling to West 2, Frisch. And East 4, Rambam traveling to West 1, Heschel. Moving over to the West games, where there was some interesting action going on there as well. Starting out with the West 3, West 6 game. SAR hosting Kushner. SAR finishing the season at the record of 10-3. and Again, uh, missing out on a game with TABC because of the inability to schedule for both. Kushner starting out the season really, really strong. I believe it was uh, they went 6-1 and one to open up the season 
uh, falling to a record of 8-6 and six to take the sixth seed. Uh, two teams meeting up earlier on in the season, midway through, with SAR taking the win over Kushner 58-26. to 26. This game would be a little closer, but not that much better. SAR, the three seed, taking the win 58-40. to 40. Dovey Marcus scoring 18 points. Hank Stein with 16 to power SAR back to the quarterfinals, knocking Kushner out of the playoffs. Sam Bernstein, Kushner's leader all year, once again led them in points with 16. So, so a, uh, a down end to Kushner's year, which looked so promising at the outset. Um, but we did mention here how the, the schedule at the very beginning looked to be uh, very deceiving for them. The question was, could Kushner uh, hold up against the, uh, the tougher teams in the division? And as shown by uh, not only this game, but the rest of the regular season, it, it, was, it was a matter of scheduling. Um, Kushner, though, getting the job done all the way up until the playoffs, just not getting the job done in SAR. Now, the game that people were looking at, the MTA-TABC game, uh, MTA being the benefactor of the TABC-SAR game not happening, even though, again, let's also remember that MTA winning their last game meant that even if TABC had won their last game, TABC would still be heading to MTA. So, this really did work out as it should, and the question was, now that we know that these, we knew that these two teams were going to be facing each other, you know, the West 4, West 5, we knew it would be extremely close. Didn't know exactly how close it was going to be. A low-scoring affair. That's a TABC holding a 21-20 lead until just under 20 seconds left to play. Yeah, that's right, folks. 21-20 in the fourth quarter. Then Yehuda Colton for MTA, a layup gave MTA the lead that would not change. As one would expect, the low-scoring leaders were single-digit pointers. Renan Kimmel and Mo Proctor led TABC and uh, end the game with eight apiece. Colton and Benjamin Buckbinder led MTA with six apiece in the MTA win 23-22. Low-scoring affair there, as we said. Uh, See if they can uh, do better against the uh, YDE Thunder, who they will face in the second round of the playoffs. It also means that SAR will travel to DRS. The junior classes met last year in in the JV semis, SAR taking the 42-34 victory. That game taking place tonight. Yes, folks, already starting out with the second round tonight. So by next week, technically by tomorrow, we will know the first team to go into the second, uh, sorry, the semifinals. Uh, that will either be DRS or SAR. The winner of that game will take on the winner of West 1, Heschel hosting East 4, Rombaum. And in the other bracket, East 1, YDE, and West 4, MTA with the winner taking on the West 2 Frisch East 3 Flatbush game. Frisch and Flatbush, the only one of these teams to uh, to have met during the regular season. Again, Flatbush taking their win over Frisch to get their first win on the season in a very rough patch to start off the year. You know, we've mentioned that over the last couple of weeks, especially as it relates to Sarachek with the talk that we had last week regarding why I felt Flatbush deserved a, uh, uh, a consideration into Sarachek. But really big victory for them. That was early on, though Frisch having rolled off several wins since then, looking to upend Flatbush. But Flatbush themselves have been on a roll towards the end of the year, getting all the way into the third seed in the East.
Again, as we said, only one game scheduled to this point. DRS and SAR choosing to get their game in prior to Sarachek. It is expected that Rambam, Heschel, MTA, YDE, Frisch, Flappish, all games affected by Sarachek will happen on the other side of the Sarachek Championship. Tune in next week. We will hopefully have further updates for you on the varsity basketball playoffs. Going back to something we haven't done in a bit of time, we're going to take you to the Jewish Hoops America National Top 25. This will be the Top 25 for last week, the week of February 20th, um, because do not have it at this point. Frisch taking over the number one spot from Heschel, with Heschel's uh, two losses over the, uh, the last two weeks of the regular season. So Frisch jumps to one, Heschel at two, SAR at four. Uh, dropping back from the three spot, uh, that spot being taken over by Shalhevet out in Los Angeles. Also in the uh, top ten for the Shiva League, Flatbush and TABC both tied at ten. Flatbush dropping back one from ninth to tenth. TABC moving up one from eleventh to tenth. That will uh, likely change as T- with TABC's loss to MTA this past week. Other teams in the top 25 from the Yeshiva League, DRS at 12, MTA at 14, YDE at 15, again, can't understand that, Hank at 16, Rambam at 18, really can't understand that. I mean, look, I can I can definitely see Rambam now falling back to 18, but I can't understand why Rambam, YDE not getting at least a little bit of love. I know the arguments we had last week for Sarachek um, as to why YDE wasn't in, but these teams have gotten the job done. Rambam defeated TABC earlier on in the year. You know, they they defeated YDE earlier on in the year. I think that they should be getting a little more look uh, and a little more love than they're really getting. And that's not just me being biased, but that's just uh, my, I guess you can call it my professional opinion. Tie in 19th, Hafter tied with Poznak Jewish Day School out in uh, Florida, but Hafter in Cedarhurst. In uh, tied for the 19th spot, Hillel. Uh, well, that Hillel. I keep doing that. The Hillel that that's on the on the list is the 23rd spot. It's the North Miami Beach Hillel. Not quite the Hillel that's up here. Again, Hillel finishing uh, outside the playoffs. That would be quite interesting if they were over several other teams. But that rounds out the top 25. Um, we will get back to this again next week. Hopefully, making it a regular. Uh, a regular thing once again for the court report. We'll uh, bounce back to varsity basketball in a few minutes. Uh, we'll cover uh, the Sarachek tournament again. We just mentioned several teams taking their place in Sarachek over the next couple of days. We will come back to it after we roll through girls sports and hockey. Moving over to girls sports now, we're going to start off with girls varsity B. Uh, this was a pretty simple bracket, as we said to you last week. Top four teams making the playoffs, SKA, Bruria, Megan, David, and Elon. SKA and Elon taking place next week. That will take place next Monday. But Bruria and Megan David already doing battle with Bruria taking the victory, sending them to yet another championship. They'll await either SKA or Elon on the other side. Bruria taking the games with Elon this year, dropping the games to SKA. Uh, will we see a rematch of last year's championship, and I believe the last couple of championships with SKA and Bruria? We will see on March 6th. That will hopefully, uh, well, that will lead us to the Girls Varsity B Championship game 
which I believe has not been scheduled to this point. So stay tuned for that. We will let you know exactly when that game will happen. We do, however, know when the Girls Varsity A and JV playoffs will, uh, championship will take place. That'll be Wednesday night, March 8th. So the two divisions really rushing to get their games in now so that they have plenty of time to prepare. Three of the four first-round games in, uh, well, consider them quarterfinal games, in Girls Varsity A have already taken place. Just to give you a sense of the brackets again, Flatbush and Hillel doing battle in the East 1-West 4 game. Frisch and Ramaz in the West to East 3 game. SAR, champion of the West, taking on East 4 Heschel and East 2 Central battling West 3 Maya Notes. Starting out at the top, Flatbush and Hill. Rematch of last year's game. Game went to overtime before Flatbush pulled that game out. This one would not be as close. Flatbush taking the 57-33 victory. And the Eastern Division champions would move on to the semifinals on the backs of Marlene Levy's 13 points and Sarah Horowitz's 10. Hillel in the loss, led by Celia Cohen, game high 14 points. So Hillel, the four seed, finishing their regular season off at 7-5. The latest victim on Flatbush's run, uh, having now knocked off the last 11 games that they've played. Yep, started out 0-2, now have won 11 straight, and will be in the semifinals. Who they would play? The Frisch Cougars. Frisch knocking off Ramaz 35-28. So the West 2 seed advancing to the semifinals to face off against Flatbush. That game will take place in Flatbush. Do not have a result, uh, sorry, a, uh, do not have a, a date for that just yet. Um, we presume it'll be over the next week because the championship is going to take place next Wednesday. So by next Wednesday night, we will, ha- or by next Tuesday night, we will have a championship preview, uh, hopefully with uh, with at least one of these teams, Flatbush or Frisch, heading to the championship game. The other bracket, SAR and Heschel have not played yet. That game takes place tomorrow night in SAR. Game that did take place central. Eight and four in the regular season. Maya Note, eight and four in the regular season. Really close game between the two. Yep, fifty-three to forty-eight the final score in favor of the home team central. So East Two Central. Advancing to the semifinals, still not sure who they'll face uh, or where they'll play. If SAR wins that game, Central will travel to SAR. If Heschel wins that game, Heschel will travel to Central. Again, both of these teams looking for the right to play in the girls' varsity uh, a championship game. Uh, The SAR Sting, as we said, last year's uh, champion looking to advance to another final. Um, you know, chance for them to meet up with Frisch again. Still very well alive, but Flatbush and Central, two Eastern Division teams looking to have a say in the matter. And then finally in girls' sports, there is girls' JV basketball. Girls' JV making a ton of headway. As we said last week, the uh, interesting situation that happened where in uh, Central and Hafter, uh, both were able to play a play-in game due to some uh, some issues with the, the tie-break procedure. So Central and Hafter uh, having that play-in game again. Central taking that game to become the Eastern 3 seed. It would go no further for them 
as Western uh, second seed SAR upended them 45-27, to meaning that SAR will travel to Hank, the Eastern Division champions. Hank finishing off their season at 9-1. and SAR finishing their season off at 8-2. Albeit, SAR probably being in the tougher division, having uh, Frisch and Maya Note in very close confines to them. Hank, though, uh, roaring through the regular season, looking to make their name. It'll be an interesting game uh, for uh, East 1 Hank's coach, Adam Brick. Uh, Adam Brick, formerly of SAR, taking the SAR Lady Sting to a uh, championship several years ago, facing his former team. I, I don't believe it's for the first time. I think he's done it before, but it'll be very, uh, it's just an interesting subplot to the game. Over on the other bracket, East 2, West 3, Ramaz and Maya Note. Maya Note traveling to Ramaz for this one. Maya Note taking that one 32-13, meaning that they would move on to the semifinals to face Frisch. That game, uh, the the game between Ramaz and Maya Note happened Sunday. Wouldn't you know it? Frisch and Maya Note happened Monday night. So, interesting where uh, we already have one team in the championship, Frisch and Maya Note. As we already said this year, having that very interesting situation where... Uh, where Frisch won the first battle they met, then Maya Note apparently had won the second battle they they met, but because of uh, uh, scorebook inconsistencies, that game was asked to be replayed, and it was in which Frisch won the game and the division as a result. This one would be Maya Note's chance for revenge, but they would not get it. Frisch taking the 32-24 victory over Maya Note, sweeping the three-game series, technically the three-game series between the two teams this year, sending Frisch to the championship game. Um, They will now await the winner of the West 2 SAR East 1 Hank game. That will probably happen sometime early this week. Uh, I say early this week, early over the next couple of days, I mean. If SAR were to win, it would be a rematch of last year's semifinals in which Frisch won 36-26. But uh, Hank looking to have a say in the matter to make it an all-division champion contest. We'll know more for you next week right here on The Court Report. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League playoff action. We are sponsored once again by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn getting very busy because all these playoffs are happening, and you know that means championships are around the corner. So uh, they are readily preparing for the games that we will preview over the next couple of weeks. But again, moving over to hockey now. We're going to start out with varsity hockey. Three of the four games have been decided, one going on tonight. Starting out with the game that happened last night, East 3, East 6, Rambam. The Ravens taking the win over North Shore 6-1. to one. Rambam led by two goals from Zach Finkelman and Daniel Itzhaki. The third-seeded Ravens will move on to the semi to the sorry to the quarterfinals, where they will take on the West to SAR Sting. These two teams met up in the JV Championship two years ago, with SAR taking the victory in that one in a barn burner, seven to six. Two teams vastly different at this stage. Neither team having the same goalie they had back then for various different reasons. But the two will meet up in the rink in SAR. That game will take place next Monday, March 6th. 
Now, last week, when we discussed the East 4-East 5 game, the Hank Flatbush game, I mentioned how during the regular season, Flatbush defeated Hank. So despite the fact that East 5 Flatbush was the 5th seed and East 4 Hank was the 4th seed and the game was taking place in Hank, I told you to watch out for an upset, a potential upset in this one. Boy, I could not have predicted what would happen in this one. Flatbush jumped out early, scoring three goals in the first three minutes of the game en route to a 10-3 route over the Hurricanes. Murray Dweck, four goals and three assists in the seven-point night. Sam Laniato registering a hat-trick in Flatbush's blowout victory. So the Flatbush Falcons moving on to the quarterfinals. We know that Rombaum will face the West 2SAR Sting, which means that the Flatbush Falcons, the East 5th seed, will now face the West 1-seeded Frisch Cougars. Two teams met two years ago in the JV quarterfinals. Frisch defeating Flatbush 2 to nothing. second goal coming with 16 seconds left in the game. So the two teams met up two years ago in a very close game in Frisch. Will the two have a similar battle? We will find out next Monday night. Also playing March 6th, the two teams Flatbush and Frisch. Moving out to the West, one contest played. TABC and MTA did battle last week. MTA jumping out to an early 1-0 lead before TABC scored three straight. Ephraim Tiger scoring twice. Zipsy Kopstick adding the insurance goal. The insurance goal would be necessary. MTA scoring with about six minutes to go in the game to make it a 3-2 game. They would get no further. TABC taking the 3-2 victory. The West 3, knowing they would move on to face the East 2 after Hawks. Interesting game. Uh, it's it's very uh, very uh, funny how these two teams have sort of found their way back to each other, just like Hafter and SAR sort of did for a couple of years. But TABC and Hafter will be facing for the fourth time in the last two seasons. Last year, they played two games to 3-2 results in the regular season, a 3-2 overtime win for TABC in the championship game last year. A 3-2 regulation win for TABC. Earlier this year, a couple of weeks ago, TABC defeating Hafter in TABC. I believe that score was 5-1. to one. And now, these two teams meeting up for all the marbles in the quarterfinals with the winner to move on to the semifinals. Hafter, again, finishing their season 10-4. and four. TABC finishing their season at 10-3-0-1. So these two teams, as close as you can get. That game will take place this Thursday night, March 2nd. Still awaiting to see who they will play are the East 1 DRS Wildcats. They'll face the winner of tonight's game between Ramaz and JEC. That game going on right now. So we will know for you next week who DRS will play just some notes on that Ramaz JEC game taking place tonight. These two teams again faced twice this year. Ramaz taking a 4-3 overtime win, the game that was in Ramaz a couple of months back, and taking a 2-0 win right before the playoffs started last week. This game back in Ramaz as a result of that game because of the fact that Ramaz would then become 9-5. JEC would fall to 7-6-0-1. Ramaz, by virtue of that game, game, getting the fourth seed and hosting. So will that make a difference? We will know next week. But again, this is how the playoff brackets will unfold. West 1 Frisch and East 5 Flatbush taking uh, place next Monday, March 
six. Winner of that will take on the winner against uh, the winner of East Two Hafter and West Three TABC. That game this Thursday night, and the winner of the East One DRS game against either Ramaz or JEC will take on the winner of the West 2 SAR East 3 Rambam matchup. Some very interesting uh, semifinal possibilities. It's uh, great to speculate now. It could either be Frisch against TABC, Frisch Hafter. Uh, Frisch TABC, again, that root for rivalry that we've discussed for many years. Frisch and Hafter. Uh, not so much a rivalry. They have had some interesting games that we can talk about. Again, going back to the fire alarm game that happened a couple of years back where uh, that game had to be finished out in North Shore. And uh, DRS, SAR, Rombaum having uh, a ton of history between the two. Again, DRS and SAR, two teams uh, meeting up uh, as JV combatants several times. Um, and DRS, Rombaum obviously, uh two rival schools so close to each other. So we look very much forward to seeing what happens um, in the next round between uh, between all these teams. Um, again, can't wait for that to happen. Championship for the varsity uh, hockey uh, tournament will be March 19th in Lawrence Middle School. Time to be determined. That will get to you uh, as soon as that is made available. Taking a look at how the rankings have been affected by the past week's games. Majority of the top five having not been in action. DRS, Frisch, SAR, and Hafter. The top four teams all getting by stay the same. TABC stays at five. Rombaum stays at six. It's the middle of the pack where you have some change. Flatbush after the dominating victory. Jumping up from 12th to 7th. They jump over 8 MTA who uh, gets who stays at 8 because even though they lost to TABC, had a very good game in the process. We'll see next week whether or not Ramaz and or JEC jumps over them. Ramaz at 9, JEC at 10, and dropping all the way from 7th to 11th, that would be the Hank Hurricanes having lost to the Flappish Falcons. Dropping 1, the Kushner Cobras from 11th to 12th. North Shore staying in the 13th spot after their loss to Rambam. Moving over to JV Hockey. Again, JV Hockey being a little bit easier as it is already in its quarterfinal stages. So we have the four matchups for you. Uh, there would be East Division Champion DRS hosting West 4 SAR. West uh, second seed Frisch hosting East 3 Hank. We said before those two teams getting readily acquainted with each other in JV. West 1 TABC hosting East 4 Flatbush. And East 2 Hafter hosting West 3 Ramaz. Only two of those games happening before tonight. One happening at this very moment. One game happening next week. The two games, not uh, not to a final yet. TABC and Flappish, they're playing right now in TABC. Ramaz and Hafter will play... Um, they, they play tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday the 1st. Two games that did happen. The first, Frisch defeating Hank 5 to 1 to take their uh, semi to take their uh, game to the semifinals uh, Frisch uh, knocking out Hank uh, very early on Hank a team that at the beginning of the year looked to be potentially a top 3 top 4 team really uh, really not playing up to their potential down to the end uh, taking a record of 6-3 oh and 1 this past year winding up in the third seed and out in the first round of play the other game uh, a little closer East 1 DRS, West 4 SAR. 
these two teams, in fact, just can't shake each other. They've played several times over the last few years. Uh, the memorable uh, overtime game a few years back, uh, the one nothing victory by SAR in DRS. Last year, DRS um, taking it 3-1, to 3-0 uh, until the last minute of the game, SAR making it just a little bit closer this year. It would be a good game throughout. Uh, scoreless, actually, through the second period. It would be Yosef Adler for DRS at the free-throw line, deflecting a pass backhand through his legs and past Bencion Fiorino into the SAR net. Late in the second, second uh, goal for DRS on the power play, Aiden Englander teed up a bullet from the point, found its way into the SAR net for the 2-0 lead. SAR would would try to uh, to make a furious comeback, would not get there. 2 nothing would be the final score. Eitan Arye in net, keeping SAR off the board. DRS, the Eastern Division champions, going into the second round of the playoffs. Well, they will face the Frisch Cougars. Two teams met earlier this year, a 1-1 tie between the two in DRS. This game will be in DRS, and there will be no tie at the end of this one. We will have a uh, winner of this, and the winner of that will go to the championship. These two teams, the same two teams that met up in the championship last year. So these two teams just really can't get enough of each other either. DRS sort of on a whirlwind tour between teams that it uh, that it has some sort of history with. Again, knocking off SAR. Now going on to face Frisch. So the two teams, again, last year, DRS taking a, uh, a 3-1 victory in that championship. Most of those players have graduated onto the varsity level, but the bad blood still remains. Again, the other uh, the other side of the bracket remains to be seen, but we do know that DRS and Frisch will meet up very shortly. So stay tuned to the court report to hear when that will happen. Again, still waiting for TABC Flatbush to go final tonight. Hafter and Ramaz will play tomorrow night. If TABC wins, the semifinal game will take place in TABC. If Flatbush wins, the semifinal game will take place in the winner of the Hafter-Ramaz games court. So we will Wait to hear that, and we'll have the report for you next week. Before we leave JV Hockey, just want to show you how the playoffs have impacted the JV Hockey rankings. TABC, again, playing tonight. They're at the one spot. Uh, a win will likely keep them at the one spot. Uh, a loss would be extremely surprising, taking on Flatbush tonight. Again, DRS with their win, t- uh, keeping the two spot. Frisch with their win, keeping the three spot. Hafter and SAR staying in the four and five. Hank dropping behind Ramaz into the seventh spot. Ramaz up to the sixth. See how that uh, changes potentially next week with Ramaz playing Hafter. One of those two teams will continue, and one of those will go home. Flatbush at the 8, and then you have the teams not in the playoffs, Kushner 9, Rambam 10, JEC 11, MTA 12, YDE 13, Shire 14, and Mag and David 15. Again, those uh, spots, 8 through 15, will not be changing. Well, now they're all caught up on all of the Yeshiva League tournaments, it's time to take you to that other tournament that generally happens this time of the year, the granddaddy of them all for the Varsity Basketball League's the Sarachek Tournament. It is the 26th annual Red Sarachek Tournament that will be happening this coming week and weekend at the Yeshiva University campus, the Max Stern Athletic Center. Uh, all the games will be broadcast on Max Live. Go to MaxLive.com 
Dot-com starting this Thursday morning. You'll be able to tune in to all of the games, and uh, we will hopefully have a full recap for you next Tuesday night, the championship game happening Monday, all championship games happening Monday. Let's sort of give you a, a preview of how this breaks down. Thursday, they will have the uh, the 5 through 20 teams all playing. 1, 2, 3, and 4 all get a bye into the Tier 1 tournament. We'll tell you who those are very shortly. The way it will work out is the winner of uh, the games, the Tier 1 qualifier games, on Thursday, we'll move on to the Tier 1 tournament. The top eight teams will be in that event. Uh, the loser of the Tier 1 qualifiers will go to Tier 2. Tier 2 will take will take place starting Friday, featuring the loser of the Tier 1 qualifiers and the winners of the Tier 2 qualifiers. Uh, that will be, I believe, teams 8 through... No, 9 through 12. So 1 through 8 is Tier 1. 9 through 12 will be Tier 2. Uh, the loser of the Tier 2 qualifiers will uh, be separated further into Tier 3 and Tier 4. There will be four teams in Tier 3 and four teams in Tier 4. Let's just quickly take you through the teams that will be competing at the Saracek Tournament. Who will not be competing? Last year's champion, DRS. So there will be a new champion in Saracek this coming year. The teams that are invited to the dance, Frisch and Heschel, the 1 and 2 seed, SAR, the 4 seed. Those three teams from the Yeshiva League will have buys along with number 3, Shalhevet. So Frisch, Heschel, Shalhevet, and SAR in that order. Teams one through four. Going down the rest of the list, five is Valley Torah. Six will be Cats, formerly Winebound. Seven, the Cooper Max. Eight, the host MTA Lions. So the host MTA Lions looking to punch their ticket into the Tier 1 tournament. Number nine will be the Eula Panthers. Ten, Rajji. Eleven, Shaq Hillel. Twelve, Orha Chaim. Thirteen, Fuchs. Fourteen, Maimonides. Fifteen, the Yeshiva League representative, Kushner Cobras. Sixteen will be the Ida Crown Aces. Seventeen, the Hebrew Academy of Montreal Heat. Eighteen will be Hillel Pittsburgh. Nineteen, Kohelet. And twenty will be uh, the Harkham Lions. Here is the schedule of games for this coming Thursday. The Tier 2 qualifiers will kick off the contest. Three of the four will kick off the contest, with Ida Crown and Hebrew Academy on Montreal taking place at 10 a.m., the first game of the tournament. Number 13, Fuchs, and number 20, Harkham, will follow them at 11.30. Following those will be Maimonides and Kohelet at 1. The other Tier 2 qualifier game will take place at 8.30 p.m. between Kushner and Hillel of Pittsburgh. I'm assuming that game is at 8.30 uh, and not earlier on in the day so that uh, Kushner can get some fan support there from their school, them having school obviously and being able to make it uh, I'm assuming that it was made that late so that Kushner can get their fan support uh, again those are groups 13 through 20 with the winners moving on to tier 2 tier 1 will have the following teams, or the Tier 1 qualifiers. Starting at 2.30, the first one will have uh, number 6, Cats, taking on number 11, Shaquille. So we'll have an all-Florida contest to start off the Tier 1 qualifiers. Tier 1 qualifier number 2 
will be the Cooper Max and Rajji. The 7 and 10 seeds will go at each other. The third Tier 1 qualifier will feature the host team, the MTA Lions, in their usual 5.30 p.m. slot. They will take on the Yeshiva University of Los Angeles Panthers. So the two Yeshiva University teams, MTA and Eula, set to do battle in the 8-9 contest at 5.30. One of those two teams will go on to Tier 1 while the other is relegated to Tier 2. The final Tier 1 qualifier will be the 5-12 game Valley Torah and Or Hachayim at 7 p.m. on Thursday. Friday is when they will introduce the top four teams into the mix with the winners of the Tier 1 qualifiers going up against those teams. Again, as we said before, those teams being the Frisch Cougars, the uh, uh, the Heschel Heat, the Shalhavit Firehawks, and the SAR Sting. Uh, they will go up against the, the four winners. The four losers will go down into the Tier 2 qualifying uh, bracket where the winner of those games will stay in Tier 2, and the losers will uh, drop down into, um, uh, will drop down potentially into Tier 3. And then you have the Tier 2 qualifiers, where the winners will jump to Tier 2. The losers will drop down into Tier 4. Tier 4 contests, I believe, will happen on Saturday night, the semifinals. Uh, if I remember correctly, I, I actually called a Tier 4 semifinal several years back. That, those games were on Saturday nights. Sunday will uh, feature the semifinals of just about all of those, including the consolation games. And uh, then Monday will feature the placement games and championship Monday. So March Madness really heating up now uh, for the next couple of days. Again, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, Sunday, and Monday. This coming week will be the Saracek Tournament. You know, I really urge everyone to tune in to Max Live. The crew does an extremely good job. I happened, again, a couple of years back, happened to sit in on the meetings, happened to get to know several of the crew. Obviously, that crew was back then. Not so many of them are with them now. But uh, the truth is, they are they they work really, really hard. And they work to put out a, a an extremely professional broadcast. And uh, several of the people you're going to see are going to be former Yeshiva League uh, graduates, not necessarily basketball players. Uh, I know a couple of them actually do Yeshiva University games now, um, but you'll uh, you'll get a very good show. So tune in to Max Live again starting 10 a.m. this coming Thursday. They'll take you all the way through the week in action. Um, I- Again, it's something that I I highly recommend uh, if you can't make it to the event. Obviously, if you can make it to the event, it's always a great event to be at. I managed to actually get the opportunity to do that uh, several years ago where I... I mean, in one of my first years covering for the Yeshiva League, I managed to be able to get in the full four days of Saracek action. That was a really, really interesting, uh, a really interesting thing, where you just have game after game after game after game, and you you really don't get tired of it. It is an extremely awesome atmosphere. So if you can get to uh, the Max Stern Athletic Center then please do. I, I think you'll really, really enjoy it. Mixed into that will be the three-point contest that they have as well. Um, that's uh, always a a point of pride. I know that you know three-point contests happen at just about every tournament around the country, 
but it's always a special feeling getting on that uh, Yeshiva University court, getting on the same court that the college teams play on, and uh, and showing what you got. You know, it's it's always a really fun event all around, and uh, you know, good luck to all of the participants involved. So uh, we'll have uh, a recap for you next week here on the court report, and uh, we will we look forward to all of the action. Um, for this, for the Yeshiva League playoffs, which we'll have more for you. Obviously, as we said, the Varsity Basketball League being interrupted for a couple of days as three of the quarterfinal teams in different brackets are going to be participating in this event. So we look forward to see, oh, sorry, I mean four, sorry, I apologize. It's going to be Frisch, Heschel, SAR, and MTA. So technically, all four brackets will be will be interrupted, although we do know that one game will happen, that'll be DRS-SAR. So SAR will know going into the competition whether or not they will still be alive. Again, next week we will have a full recap of the Saracek tournament. Good luck, as I said, to all of the participants. Speaking of the college aspect of things, while we have about five minutes to go, I would be remiss if I didn't take a look back or at least bring people up to date on what happened or is happening with our uh, Yeshiva University Maccabees. I know that uh, we have gone back to them over the last couple of months very sparingly. Again, the interview with Yeshiva University roller hockey captain Amir Gavrin happened a few weeks ago, and that really was the bulk of it. But I, I think it's very important to keep tabs on what's going on with our, um, I guess you can call them our varsity uh, basketball and hockey teams. The Yeshiva University men's basketball team finished up their season this past week in the Skyline Conference Tournament, losing to Purchase College. That score 72-55. to That after a very successful season uh, featuring a 15-10 and overall record, an astounding 11-5 and conference record with an 8-2 and record at home. So congratulations to, uh, to another great season for Elliot Steinmetz, the head coach and the players of the YU Max basketball team. A couple of awards were announced yesterday uh, for the crew. I'll uh, pull that up in just a minute. But um, some very success, some, some very interesting games that they played this year and some very, uh, some very astounding results. Uh, really be proud of themselves, uh, especially considering how far along the the league, uh, or I should say, how far along this team has come. There's there's a lot to be proud of. Several Yeshiva League players also involved in that. Um, looking now for for the uh, awards, uh, looking on the Jewish Hoops America site, there's a good link to it, or you can go to, to directly to the YU page. The uh, men's basketball team earned two uh, Skyline Major awards and also had first-team recognition. The two awards that were listed, uh, freshman guard Simcha Halpert named Rookie of the Year, head coach Elliot Steinmetz and his coaching staff awarded Coach of the Year, sophomore guard, former Frisch player Judah Cohen, 
earning a spot on the all-conference first team. I just wanted to take a look at the at the roster just to give you a sense of the Yeshiva League players who are on this list. Again, Coach Steinmetz doing a great job, I guess you can call of home cooking and recruiting. Taking a look at uh, at them, you have Michael Berg, former Ramaz player. Uh, you have the Hode triplets, uh, not really triplets, but it's just easier to call them the Hode, I guess, the, the three Hode brothers. You have Justin Hode, Jordan Hode, and you have Tyler Hode, all three fresh graduates also. Coming from the Yeshiva League, you have Dan Paleoff from TABC. Uh, you have Judah Cohen, as I said, from Frisch. And uh, that's actually it. But, you know, Elliot Simons and his roster, you have Benji Ritholtz, former Hank Great, and former Yeshiva University Max Great as well. So this this team keeps getting uh, repopulated and repopulated with, with Yeshiva League graduates, uh, ensuring that there is a next step for all of our ballers in the Yeshiva League. Moving on to the roller hockey team now, which is still in action. They will uh, move on to the uh, ECRHA playoffs over the next week. I believe that game will be this coming... um, I believe that that tournament is this coming week, and they will next play, I believe, on March 5th, which is this coming Sunday, and they will play against Penn State. Yeshiva University in their last... uh, their last outing went 1-1. One and one. Their last game, a heartbreaking loss to Stony Brook. Stony Brook, with the win, improved to 16-2, and two, which gave them the uh, the ECRHA Division II regular season crown. The loss dropped Yeshiva to 15-2-0-1 oh, and, and into third place. So Yeshiva taking on Penn State on uh, this coming this coming Sunday. Just give me a second to take a look at, uh, at how things sort of shake out. They will play, again, Penn State, and that will be... Actually, that will be this coming Friday. So they will play their, I guess you can call it their first round game pre-Shabbos, and then they will move into the playoff, the rest of the playoff rounds, should they win, they'll move into them after Shabbos is over. Looking to repeat on an extremely successful year last year, in which they won the Division Four championship. Again, this isn't the highest round for Yeshiva. Uh, they came out with the rankings this past week. They are 13th uh, in Division Two across the uh, the national I think it's the NCRHA, the National Collegiate Roller Hockey Association, which means that they are more than likely going to be getting a bid to the national tournament, which will happen after the Eastern uh, Collegiate Roller Hockey Association uh, playoffs. That will happen in a few weeks, and uh, we wish our boys the best of luck taking a look just at the stats. I know we said a couple of weeks ago that the boys don't like to look at their stats, but that doesn't mean that we can't. A couple of stellar performances over the year. Ari Drazen leading the team with 24 goals, 17 assists, total of 41 points. That's good for a top five finish in the league. Jesse Gordon, 15 goals, 15 assists. The former DRS uh, Wildcat, 30 points on the year. Jake Ratzker, uh, 17 goals, the second most on the team, Jake, the former Kushner Cobra. Then you have uh, the following in terms of points, Amir Gavron, 
DRS Wildcat finishing with 20. Donnie Fuchs, former TABC Storm, finishing with 17. Moshe Gnuth and uh, Avi Margulies, former DRS players, with 15 and 13 points. Gnuth with 11 goals. Margulies with 11 assists. Benji Shulman from TABC, 12 points on the year. Michael Fruchter from DRS, defensively, 10 points. Eitan Bardash with 5. And then you have Yosef Robin uh, and uh, and Yoni Jaroslowitz in net, leading this team uh, to a stellar season. We wish the YU Rollermax the best of luck and hope to report good things about them over the coming weeks. Well, that about does it for another amazing episode of the Court Report. Tune in next week. We'll have the results of the Sarachek tournament. We'll also take you into the semifinals of uh, just about all of our leagues, which they probably will be at. So stay tuned as the action ramps up and March Madness hits its fever pitch. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Sunday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, JM in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m., live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call, 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the like tab. Let's get that number up, folks. See you next week right here on the Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com